Hello, Profit Podcast listeners. I'm so excited that you are here today because we are back with another amazing interview. I've really enjoyed doing a lot more interviews lately because it just really gives me life, like to connect with a lot of people that are experts in the podcast industry and to really just reach out to people that know a lot more about some amazing things than I know personally, right? Because I know a bunch of stuff about podcasting, but let's be honest, there is so much to learn, especially when things are changing and there's always new updates and new trends and new things. Like there's always something new going on. So I love having access to people who just know how to do the things that they know in the podcasting world. They know how to do them really, really well. So let's jump right into today's interview. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So like I said in the introduction of this episode, I'm excited about today's special guest because Tom Schwab has been such just an amazing person to get to know, especially over the last few weeks with everything going on in the world. He's been doing these incredible Facebook Lives and I just love watching them because he has just such a calming demeanor about him. And we just had an incredible conversation about connection and really just digging into like the unique perspectives that you can have as a guest on other podcasts and just being able to tap into what you can offer not only your audience, but someone else's. So let me tell you a little bit about Tom, because I met him at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference in February of 2020, and I just feel so lucky that I got to hang out with all of these podcasting experts before basically the world shut down and came to a halt and there was no more travel because everybody came from all over the U.S. There were even some international people that came and participated at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference. So I truly feel blessed that we were able to pull that off and have it happen before everything that's going on in the world happened. But Tom and I had a great conversation today that um, just really instills so much of the information that we've talked about when it comes to guesting on podcasts, and we are just going in a different direction. And I love that we have so many experts on guesting. And let me tell you a little bit about Tom. So in the noisy digital world, you can't break through the noise, you just add to it. So instead, you need to get in on the conversation where your ideal customers are already listening. As a Navy veteran who ran nuclear power plants and an inbound marketing engineer, Tom Schwab has a refreshly unique approach. He focuses on time-proven strategy, then supercharges it with today's technology and podcast interview marketing. An author, speaker, and teacher, Tom helps you get more traffic, leads, and raving customer fans by being interviewed on targeted podcasts. And he has just such an awesome strategy and so much wisdom to share with us today. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's dive right into my interview with Tom. 
All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited to bring Tom on the show today. So welcome to the show, Tom. Crystal, I am thrilled to be here. Um, the only way that could be better is if we were both hanging out in Houston again. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I said this a little bit in the intro, but Tom and I actually got to meet in person at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference. So Tom, what'd you, what'd you think about it? Like, Give us a quick like snapshot of what you thought about the first conference that they had of that nature. That is going to be a major, major conference. Um, when you think that Misty pulled it all together in four months yes. and had what sold it out with like 125 people there. Yes. Um, the content was great. The networking was great. Um, okay. The location was great. <laughs> when you're coming from Michigan in February, having it in Houston <laughs> sounded really good, but I see that one as just becoming a, a big, big conference. And, um, uh, uh, I was honored to be there the first year and, uh, we're already planning on, on being there the second year and having a lot of our team there too. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was so much fun. And I'm so glad that we got to meet in person because you actually gave me like, we're just going to dive into all the good stuff because you mentioned I had taken a picture in front of a uh, buzzsprout, like they had all their gear set up and they were testing it. And you were like, Crystal, can I please share this picture of you with this gear on? So can you tell listeners a little bit about why it's important for them to have a picture of that nature? Yes, and I have used that picture so many times. Awesome. When you're when you are introducing yourself to a host, and I hate the word pitch, it sounds so transactional. You know, their first question is, what do they sound like? Are they going to show up prepared? So that picture of you in front of a professional mic was perfect. If you can show somebody a picture like that, instantly it will put them at ease going, Oh, okay, Crystal knows you know, knows the game. She's got professional equipment. She'll show up, you know, sounding great. And, um, my Instagram game is like really weak. So when <laughs> I saw that picture, I'm like, can I use that on my Instagram? I was like, yes, please. And it was funny because I didn't understand why at first. And you were like, because everyone needs this. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like I would be a lot more, if someone were to show me, oh, look, here's a picture of me. Or if, you know, they gave me their Instagram handle and I saw that I would say, oh, this person at least knows a little bit about what they're doing, even if they don't have their own podcast. But I know I jumped the gun. Like let's, let's reverse a little bit. Tom, tell everybody how you got into the podcasting gig? Like, how does this even work? Because you don't even have a podcast of your own right now, which is I, really, it blows my mind that you guessed and you don't have a, like, yeah, which is all the things go into them. <laughs> well, I have been a guest on over 1200 podcast interviews. Oh and a lot of times people say, well, why don't you have your own podcast? And to me, anybody that has ever done a podcast knows how much work it is. You know, anybody right. that says it's easy or um, uh, it's easy has either never done it or never done it well. The great ones just make it look easy. Right. So I've always looked at it and said, it's easier to be on somebody else's podcast to, you know, use their platform to leverage their platform and also give them, you know, great content for there. Uh, so my background is engineering. Um, my first job after graduating the Naval Academy was running nuclear power plants. So I'm a big wow. systems guy, big process guy. And uh, after time in the corporate world, entrepreneurship and inbound marketing, I looked at it in 2014 and said, I wonder if you could use guest podcasting, guest 
podcast guesting, like we used to use guest blogging, right? To get yeah. in front of an audience, to get that no like, and trust. So I started to test that in 2014. It worked great. At first I thought, eh, it's a niche. It's, it's a personality. Kept testing and it worked. Um, I had just sold uh, an e-commerce company and I thought, oh, I don't want to start another company. So I wrote a, a cheesy little PDF book that I gave away and people said, um, you should do videos with this too. So I did a little video course. Crystal, I never took it out of beta. It sold <laughs> well in beta, but I never took it out because nobody was getting results with it. And the people that were honest said, you know, you gave me the cookbook, you gave me the videos. I don't want to be the chef. You know, right. I want to be the guest. You take care of all the rest. And that became sort of our tagline. And so in 2000. 15, we started to beta test it. We took it out of beta in 2016. Uh, we now have uh, 18 team members, all remote, uh, two in Canada, two in Europe, and 14 in the United States. And we serve about 100 clients, helping wow. them get on podcasts uh, so they can get in front of their ideal audiences. Oh my gosh. That's just like, it just, it makes my heart so happy that you do what you do because it's just, it's so incredible that this is something that you kind of just stumbled into it. Like you said, you're like, well, let's see if this will work. And then, wow, like, I mean, 18 members, like that's incredible to have such an awesome team and be able to serve so many clients. So how, how does it work? So what do you actually do for the clients that you work with? Like they just... They come and say, hey, Tom, kind of want to check you out. I kind of want to see what's going on. How does it actually work? Yeah. So with that, a lot of people come to us and say, can you get me booked on podcasts? And I'm like, there's 900,000 podcasts out there. You don't need help. You don't need me for that. And as far as getting on podcasts, I always say, if you want better answers, ask better questions. And I'm like, I don't think you want to get on podcasts. You want to grow your business getting on podcasts. And so that's really what we do. So um, the first thing that we do with people is we, we do an assessment for them. And we say, what do you have the things that will make you successful here? And we've looked at that after our first hundred clients, and it really boiled down to three things. If you want to use podcast interviews to grow your business, you have to have the message, the market, and the machine. And all three of those multiply on each other. So if one of them is weak, the result is going to be weak. Right. You know, the message is, do you have stories to tell and not just a product to sell? Infomercials don't work well on podcasts. The, the market sure. is, do you know who you want to talk to? And do you have something that can help them? You know, something that you can monetize. And then finally, the machine is, when I hear you on a podcast interview and I go to your website, will it build trust or will it destroy it? You know, if your website looks like, you know, it was built in Y2K and your social media <laughs> looks like you're in the witness protection plan, um, you're not going to convert off of that. So we want to make sure that all the people we work with are going to have um, success. Um, we focus on three verticals, not necessarily where our customers are, but where our customers' customers are. And that's mm. business, faith in Christianity, and health, nutrition, and wellness. And uh, our, our whole model is you're the guest, we take care of the rest. So we give them the professional equipment, we teach them how to use it, um, we find the podcast, we introduce them to the podcast, we prep them for every podcast so they know who they're talking to 
Uh, we've prepped the host so they know who the guest is. Uh, we'll even make them dedicated welcome pages to send people to after the podcast. So the whole idea is um, they can do what only they can do, which is perform. Wow. I mean, so you just said all this and I'm thinking about the name is interview valet. Like what? I mean, like literally like you just kind of pull up and then you take care of everything. I love that so much. So I have to ask, where does the name come from? (laughs) It should be like, well, we thought this and we did a, you know, a great study (laughs) on this, all the rest of that. The the truth is, is the the real stories are much funnier. So one of our (laughs) initial beta testers, a great guy from, um, from Texas, guy by the name of Matt Miller. Uh, he was one of our initial beta testers. He was actually in Kalamazoo. We went out to dinner and we started talking and came up with different names. And it was Matt Miller that came up with Interview Valet. And wouldn't you know, like every good entrepreneur, you pull out your phone, you go to GoDaddy and it's like, wow, that's not taken. Well, $9 later, it was interviewvalet.com and we've never looked back. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, I mean, it's just, you couldn't have asked for a better like transition from like, I have no idea what we want to call this to interview valet. Like, I mean, it literally just like, it speaks so much, like there's so much power and I'm such a marketing nerd. And so whenever I first heard about you, actually, whenever uh, Misty was putting together the Spark Conference and I was looking at all the different speakers and presenters and sponsors and I saw interview up valet, like immediately I was like, oh my gosh, this is genius. I love it. So kudos to Matt and to you, Tom, for just saying, yep, we're going to roll with it because that's great. But I have a question. Actually, I saw on your Instagram today, as of us recording this, that you, it was so funny because, you know, given the state of all the chaos that's going on right now, you're like, everyone's stockpiling on TP and we have all of these podcast microphones that you you send to your clients. So tell me like, uh, like, how does that work? I, I love this idea. And do you have any specific recommendations? Cause I'm sure a lot of the people that you work with aren't podcasters and maybe they don't have a great microphone. So what equipment do you recommend, um, for these people that are going to guest? Yeah. So we, every one of our clients, we provide them with the microphone and the one that we have found that works best, it's called an ATR 2005 USB. Okay. Don't worry about that. That's not important. Um, <laughs> it, we like that one because it's a dynamic microphone and that mm-hmm. means it doesn't pick up the background noise. Yes. So I've had some great podcast interviews that have been done through, from a hotel room. And you, that way you can't hear somebody walking down the hall. Um, even now uh, with the microphone that I'm using, if somebody walks outside my office, it's not going to pick up all of that. The other thing that we like is that um, just make it so it's got a USB connection to it. A lot of people will say, well, what kind of mixer do you use and and what kind of cable here? And I'm like, as Forrest Gump said, I am a simple man. Give me something that I can just plug in wherever I am. Um, I know the podcasters, uh, a lot of times will have the mixing boards and I respect them for that. But for me, just plug and play and a dynamic microphone. not only does it cut down background noise, but the more durable. So I've got a microphone that I always travel with um, so I can do podcast interviews. It, it is in a little bag. It almost looks like a pencil bag. And it's the same one we give to all of our clients. So um, you know, I pull it out of there and doesn't matter how 
rough TSA was with it, uh, it always works. Oh my gosh, Tom, you are our people here. So I want you to know that as we are all about the scrappy and about the, let's just plug it in and get it done. Because for one, we don't have a budget to spend thousands of dollars on podcasting equipment. And I respect the people, like you said, that have all the super fancy, sophisticated things, but I mean, come on, it's not realistic for someone who just wants to get started. I feel like that's one of the barriers that so many people have to podcasting is they're intimidated by the equipment and the budget and they're just like, is it even worth it to get started? So I actually kind of want to go down uh, a rabbit hole for a second, <laughs> but um, what is what is the biggest strategy that you've seen um, your clients wanting help with whenever they're looking to guest on shows? Like, is there a common thread that you see most people like, are they looking to guest on podcasts to have more sales, get more leads is, or is it just kind of all over the board? It really varies, right? So there's so many things that you can use podcast interviews for exposure brings opportunity. Mm. So for some people, they're speakers and they want to get on digital stages to open up more physical stages. That's the first time I ever got paid to be a speaker was somebody heard me talking about something on a podcast interview and said, Hey, do you want to fly? We'll fly you to California to speak. We'll pay you. Um, and once again, it was cold in Michigan at that time. I'm like, yes. So <laughs> yes. speakers, it's a great way there. Authors, uh, we kept, we call it a virtual book tour. You know, the idea of going from Barnes and Noble to Barnes and Noble doesn't work, but being able to jump on podcast interviews to talk about your book is a great way to do it. Uh, last year, we worked with two uh, New York Times, or excuse me, Wall Street Journal bestsellers, and that's the strategy they used to get out there. So we've got, you know, the speakers, the authors, coaches and consultants, right? If somebody wants to work with you, and it's more of a relationship, they've got to know who you are. And you're not going to be able to do that from a Google ad or a, a Facebook pop-up. Um, they got to know your heart. So with that, this is a great way to get out there and for them to, to get to know, like, and trust you, right? One of my favorite uh, tweets out there came from Rand Fishkin. And he said, the best way to sell something today is not to sell anything but to earn the respect, awareness, and trust of those who might buy. We've got some companies that are, are brands. Maybe they're a software as a service company or um, a startup. And people want to know, what's the story behind this? Who do they work with? Why did they start this? Um, you know, HubSpot did a study a number of years back that said when people clicked about, about the founders, it was highly indicative of their decision to buy. So people want to know the story behind that. Uh, we've had some clients that come to us just for the SEO value. They just want the backlinks, right? right? Because they realize every podcast comes with a backlink. We've had other people that have come to us and said, I'm trying to grow my Instagram following. So we get them on podcasts that have a large Instagram following. Um, some people want to, we call it a lightning strike. Get out there if you're launching a product and get on dozens of interviews just as the product launches. But most people just want to fill the funnel. So they want that continuous exposure and just knowing that exposure brings opportunity. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, this is so good because I, I think that, you know, a lot of people just think, well, what, what can guesting do for my podcast if I haven't even launched my podcast? And I love that we're having this conversation. I've actually had a few people talk about guesting on podcasts, but none of them do exactly what your company does, which is why I was like, Oh, and of course, come on, Tom, you're so charismatic and you just like, you're so much fun to talk to. And so I was like, I really wanted to have this conversation about having the person. I was going to say the artist, but you know, it could be a creative person, but I'm thinking about someone just showing up and have everything done and being able to just know that there are more leads coming in or you're having more sales or you're booking more clients or you're doing all the things, but it's so professional. Like if I had to like label interview valet is one thing. I just think professional because of how I've seen you show up in such a cool way for, um, like right now y'all can't see it, but I'm going to, I'm going to share this video on Instagram whenever this episode goes live. But I love that he has interviewvalet.com on his mic stand. Like it is right there. And because that is important because that goes back to the no like, and trust, because I've seen that in multiple videos that you've done or multiple, you know, an Instagram post or something that you've had. And it just goes back to credibility. So I love that, that it seems to be a core principle of what you are about, what your company's about. And I can only imagine that that is something that you continue to think about as you serve your audience. Is that, does that feel like something that's pretty valid? <laughs> It doesn't. And thank you. And you know, it's your brand is not what you say about your company. It's what others say about your company. So uh, that means a lot that, that you recognize that. And that's what we're trying to do. You know, I always say that um, what we do is not magic. It's not a secret, right? There are no secrets, you know, and, and after you see how the trick is done once, it's not magic. Right. right. And everything that we do, I, I put out in the book and I give the, the book away, Podcast Guest Profits. All I can say is that we do it with excellence. So if you want to do it yourself, God love you, do it, please. You know, <laughs> yes. the world needs to know what, what you have um, and what you can share with the world. But for our customers, they're just like, yeah, I don't want to be the, the chef. You know, let me be right. the guest. You do all the rest. And uh, so we've got the relationships with, with podcasters and, you know, have really focused on serving uh, the community. To me, one of our core principles are relationships are the ultimate currency. And as there are more podcast booking services that pop up there, um, if they're adding to the ecosystem, I think that's great. We need more of them. Uh, but what always confuses me is that you go to the podcast conferences and you don't see them, right? And mm -hmm. how can you build relationships? How can you know what people want if you don't know them? Right. Right. I love that you put so much, and I can see that again, going back to even us having this conversation here, as you know, once Spark was done, I was like, I have to reach out to Tom and have him on this podcast because I knew that that was something that I wanted to have a relationship with you. That way I could tell more people about your company because I mean, I just think that people guesting on podcasts is just going to raise the entire podcast industry, like the awareness and getting more people interested in podcasting and starting their own podcast and guesting. It's just, it's great for all of us because I know a lot of you listening are thinking about starting your podcast and you're thinking about guesting and you're just thinking about, you know, what is the industry going to be like a year from now, five, 10 years from now. And I think that it's just going to get bigger and you having the ability to guest on podcasts is just going to become more and more important, especially if you have an online business, because like Tom said, 
the SEO, the backlinks, like all that stuff is super important. And I think that we're just starting, just starting to barely get there because I mean, Google just started indexing podcast. What? I think it was August of last year. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to remember. So it's just going to become more and more important. But, um, with that being said, I have a question that relates to someone who really wants to start guesting, but like they're, it's just the first thought in their mind. Like they haven't prepared anything. They don't have their message. They don't have their stories. They don't have anything. What's like the first thing that you would recommend that they figure out before they get started? I think there's a book called Start With Why. Okay. Oh, I could yeah. I could stay that and, and rip off Simon Sinek, but I'll give him yeah. credit on that. <laughs> to me, it's always why, right? Before you start the podcast, why are you doing it? Before you are... are want to be a guest. Why are you doing it? And what's the ultimate goal from it? Because if you don't know why, you won't you won't keep doing it through the hard times and you won't know if you've gotten success with it. Right? So what is your goal? What are you measuring on there? And I think if you start with that, you know, why am I doing this? Then, you know, who can I help? Um, I, I really believe that in this industry especially, the nice guys win in podcasting and the nice ladies too. Right. Um, and there's something about, you know, giving, um, podcasting is so intimate. It's so authentic. You cannot be fake week after week after week uh, for an hour. Right. So being authentic, there, giving, uh, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is always talking about jab, 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 right hook. Mm-hmm. I, I probably missed a couple jabs in there, but <laughs> I just look at it as, you know, give, 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 ask. Right. Yeah. And so if you're a podcaster, give great information, give inspiration, give hope, um, give of yourself, show up every time and people will be asking how they can work with you. And the same way with being a podcast guest, right? Um, people say, well, how do I get on a podcast? Well, don't cold pitch, right? I, right. I hate, we should stop the word pitch. I hate <laughs> yeah. that. It sounds so transactional. We're going to start a campaign. <laughs> just say no to pitching. Just um, say no. But just, you know, serve, 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 ask, you know, leave a rating and review. We're all, we're all vain, right? We all look for, for that. A podcaster will know when you leave a rating and review share their stuff, comment on it, and then reach out and say, Crystal, I think I could serve your audience with this. You know, if you keep serve, 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 people are going to be asking you to be on their podcast. That's so good. I, and I too, like I, I love coming from a place of value. That's like the number one question I always ask myself is what kind of value can I add to this situation, to this person, to this relationship, to my audience? And I think that when you come at anything from a servant's heart, I mean, no matter the outcome, you're going to be okay with it. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I think that it just, people can feel it too. Cause I've had several people say like, I can just feel, you know, you're just authentic and it's just, it's a great way to approach anything, but I want to turn everything kind of around on us as podcast hosts. So from your experience, do you have any tips for people who are podcast hosts that you've learned from your expertise or your perspective that you need us to know, like whenever you are pitching us or Sorry, I just said the word. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're not going to say pitching anymore. Whenever you're approaching us, um, is there anything that we need to know or something that you're just like, man, I wish podcast host really understood this one thing? Do you have anything to add to that? 
I would love for us to have recorded what you were asking me beforehand, right? right. Because it was so important and just showing you or a little behind the curtain, right? Before we hit record, we talked a little bit. You put me at ease. Um, you told me what you were trying to accomplish on this. You asked me what I hope to accomplish on this. Um, I think that's so important. Um, there are times where I hear a podcast interview and it's like the music just started and they're doing two different dances right. and they'll figure it out sooner or later. But I think from a host, just greeting the guest, um, trying to figure out what their agenda is, sharing your agenda um, and seeing if they have any, any questions. I think putting them at ease. I, I've done a lot of podcast interviews we've met before. So it was more like jumping on a call with a friend. So, right. <laughs> but for somebody that's, um, it could be their first time being nervous, um, just doing that really, really helps. And I think if you do that, you'll have a better interview and both parties, you know, the host and the guest will get out of it what they want. Yes. Cause I, I know recently, um, some students and clients that I've worked with, they've told me they're like, okay, they've been doing solo shows for a while. And they're like, I think I want to do my first interview, but I could tell like their, their fists were clenched a little bit and they're kind of like super nervous about it. And I'm like, as long as you can just show up as yourself. And like you just said, like pretend like you're just having a conversation with a friend. I think that the, the more prepared that you can appear, you know, whether it's sending them as much information as possible or just communicate, like over communicating with someone, what you expect of, you know, how you're going to show up as well as how you expect them to kind of like, you know, it's like you said, it's a dance. It's a dance that people eventually figure out. But I, I have found as a podcast host, I just love chatting with people. And I think that that's my nature and it's what, you know, brings me so much joy to interview others. So I love hearing your perspective that that is like, I feel like I'm just, I'm giving myself a pat on the back because I feel like I, I deserve it. So I'm just going <laughs> to. You are spot on there. And I've always said the best podcast interviews are like a conversation at Denny's, right? right. So there's an interesting two people that are sitting behind me and It'd be rude for me to turn around and look at them. It'd be rude for me to get up and um, get in on the conversation. But I just want to sit there and listen. And right. when it's interesting, when when the host is curious, that's that's very interesting. The the ones that are the same five questions, no matter what you say, those aren't interesting. That's like sitting at Denny's. Um, <laughs> listening to somebody do their first interview, you know, and every five minutes, somebody new sits down and gets the same five questions. That's boring to the interviewer, much less the listener. Right. Oh my gosh. So it's so funny. So I have like two things to add to that because when you said Denny's, I'm like, Oh, come on, Tom, it's IHOP. No, you got to go to IHOP first of all, not Denny's. That's i that's my, my preference. And then the second one is when you said five minutes, I immediately thought of, I see on movies like speed dating and stuff like that. So I can't imagine sitting, I'm sure it'd be interesting to hear that though. <laughs> but just think about it, that's no, that's not a relationship. That is a right. transaction. Oh, and so uh, yeah, that's um, uh, the only reason you would listen to that after a while is to wait for the train wreck. Yes. Oh, that's what I was just going to say is like, I bet, I bet after an hour or so you hear some really interesting stories and you're writing them down and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to write a book about this one day or something. But oh my gosh, Tom, this conversation is so awesome. But I have to ask you, are you up for some rapid fire questions? Let's do it. 
Okay. So this actually is one that we're throwing into the hat because of everything that's going on right now with people immediately working from home all of a sudden, and it was just kind of thrust upon them. But you mentioned that you've worked from home for a very long time. So do you have any tips or strategies or any advice for someone who has found themselves all of a sudden working from home? Yes. In the morning, get up, get dressed, uh, uh, be like your professional. Um, my, uh, my kids call it my podcaster mullet. So (laughs) during the summer, I will always have a shirt on. Sometimes it'll be a sport coat, but uh, from uh, waist down where nobody can see me, it might be shorts and a flip-flop. So I think just putting yourself in that uh, environment uh, where you feel like you're dressed, at least not dressed for success, you are dressed for the job. Okay. That's awesome. No, I like a hundred percent agree with that. I, I mean, I've been doing this from home for about two and a half years and getting up, having some sort of routine and getting out of the PJs people. Come on, you got to get out of the PJs. You got to like have at least a set time that you're going to have breakfast and lunch. I mean, that's what I do as well. And I just, I, yeah, for sure. I love, love hearing you got to have some sort of routine to your day. Okay. So my next question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? No, you're not. No, and no one would call me a perfectionist. I'm more one of these guys that is ready, fire, aim. There's a reason I'm not an accountant. You would right. not want me to do your taxes. I'm I'm more of a uh, uh, early take action person. So I'm I'm not a perfectionist. All I can say is my office is clean, every place you can see. <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> okay, so who is or which. I'm trying to think of the right way to say this because I'm flipping it around because you don't have your podcast because I would normally say who would be your dream podcast guest, but what is the dream podcast that you would absolutely love to be on? Wow. I've been on so many. Um, and now I've been on this one, so I can't say uh, the profit podcast. <laughs> um that's interesting. I don't know if I've got like one dream one. I think it would have to be more of somebody that I I really really respect and would love to have the conversation with them and let the world listen in. Um, so from that standpoint, um, my dream podcast that I could point to would probably be on Forty Eight Days uh, to the Work You Love with Dan Miller. Um, I like I love Dan Miller like he's a, a father. And once again, I never pitched myself. He asked me to be on the podcast, and when he did, uh, it was such an honor. Like the same way here. It's like when you invited me, I was just tickled by that. You know, It'd be rude for me to pitch myself and awkward, but when you came up and said, would you be on the podcast, it just made my day. Oh, that's so, yeah, that's so awesome. And I, lo- I love to hear that because it's so much fun um, because I normally actually don't take a lot of pitches. I've had a few very bad ones. I'll go ahead and say that. And I've had, I've had some really great ones, but I love to actually ask people who are in the industry because it just excites me. Like it really does. It lights me up so much to talk about podcasting, which I'm sure Tom, you saw so much of my dorkiness and my geekiness on podcasting (laughs) whenever we met in person, but it really, it just lights me up so much. So whenever I find someone who can add a lot of value to my listeners and my community, like it's just, it makes me even more excited because this is so much fun for me. So, okay. My last question is what advice do you have someone who is 
brand new to podcasting. Like they are absolutely brand new. They're like, what have I gotten myself into? What would you like to say to them? The world needs to know what, what you know, right? What's ordinary to us is amazing to other people. And this, I, I got this when I was in the, in the Navy. Uh, I was on an aircraft carrier. And you could always tell the newbies, the first few days, they would climb all the way to the top. And it was called Vulture's Row to watch the planes take off and land. And after about three days, you're just like, yeah, it's not worth the walk. And everybody would say, well, did you watch the planes? Well, no, it's, it's ordinary to me. It's amazing to you. And I think it's the same thing with all of us. And I think the biggest problem people have being a podcast host or a podcast guest is that they underestimate uh, what they know, the value they can bring, what they can share. People will say, well, I'm not an expert. Well, if you look at the legal definition of expert, it's somebody that knows more by their training, their expertise, their life experience than the average person. You know, uh, you're an expert in your industry more than most people because you live that every day. Uh, Crystal, you're an expert on Texas compared to me. You know, you live there, you know it, you speak the language. And I would say that I'm the world-renowned, undisputed expert in my opinion, right? So you do have something that can help the world. And I think today there's no better time and it's never been easier to share that. And a lot of people have helped me throughout my life with what they have learned. And uh, uh, I would be wrong if I didn't share that, especially now that it's, uh, it's so easy to do. No, that's so fantastic. Because I mean, I, I know many of my audience, they feel that imposter syndrome of not being an expert. So I hope that some, I know that there are multiple people that you really touched with that message just now, because that is something that so many people struggle with. And it's guys, you don't have to know ever. I I've been doing this for a while. I still don't know everything there is to know about podcasting, but I surround myself with people like Tom who have expertise in something that's totally different in another area of podcasting. And to be honest, I don't want to know all the things that he knows <laughs> because I'm like, I'm going to leave that to him. Like that's his expertise. That's his, like, that's his jam. I'm just going to stick to what I know and what I enjoy because reaching out and just talking to other podcast experts has, I mean, is exponentially helped me grow my knowledge, my network, and just add more value to my audience, my community. So Tom, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I know that you have something special that you wanted to share. You actually, uh, you mentioned it earlier, um, but can you tell us a little bit about what you have to share with the audience today? Yeah, Crystal. So um, if you go to interviewvaletwithav.com forward slash profit, remember profit's got two F's and two T's. Um, <laughs> I'll put a page there and uh, it's an example of a welcome page. Uh, our testing has shown that always converts best. Um, so you can copy that welcome page and you can use that. Um, there's an assessment there. We talked before about your message, your market machine. Will you have success with this? There's a free assessment there, free copy of my book, uh, either digital or a, a real copy, podcast guest profits, how to grow your business with a targeted interview strategy. And if any of this resonated with you, if you're like, well, I want to use this in my business, I want to see if Interview Valet can help me, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash profit and I'll put my calendar link there too. 
Awesome. And we are going to link to everything that Tom spoke about in the show notes. And where can everybody find you on social? Are you um, just interview valet on Instagram? Well, you know what? I am, but I'll also put all my social links on there too. Okay. Because uh, one thing I've learned listening to a podcast, I listen at 2x speed as I run at half x speed. If Uh I list out all of my um, social media, you'll never uh, remember it. So I'll just go ahead and put all of my social media links right there at interviewvalet.com forward slash profit. Perfect. And like I said, we're going to link to everything that you need to know. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Crystal. So what did y'all think? It was such a great conversation. And I hope that Tom really opened up your eyes to what you can do, even if you don't have a podcast. Like I'm so impressed by the people who can make such an impressive, like severely impressive impact on the world of podcasting. And he doesn't even have a podcast. Like This is so cool to me. And I just love all the really valuable tips that he gave to all of us as podcasters or people that are just wanting to guest on podcast. There was just so many nuggets of wisdom that I walked away with. Again, like I was taking notes while Tom was talking because he has way more experience guesting on other people's podcasts. And it really kind of made me reevaluate some of my own strategies for how I want to onboard a guest and how I want to make like my policies a little bit stricter when it comes to having people on the show and who I want to invite, who I don't want to invite, and really just having the perspective of being a gracious host. That's really what it all comes down to because I know most of you listening to this are looking to start your own podcast. Maybe you already have one. And if you're thinking about adding interviews into the mix, then I hope you go back and listen to this podcast again before you start inviting people onto your show. Start thinking about some of the things that Tom and I discussed when it comes to being a gracious host and what to do when you're guesting. That way you can understand what's going through, like the different perspectives, like what's going on in your mind, as well as the person who is looking to guest on your podcast. But that does it for today. So I would really highly encourage you to reach out to Tom if you're interested in any of his services. He comes highly recommended, and I have heard nothing but fantastic things about Interview Valet, and I'm just so grateful that he came on and shared his wisdom with us today. So go to crystalprofit.com slash episode 143 to go check out all the links and everything that we talked about here today, including his book and then a list of his services and where you can contact Tom. But like I said, that does it for today. So if this is your first time tuning in, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast because whenever you subscribe, that helps us get this show in front of more people. Every single week, we come on here and we offer free value, free content to podcasters or people who are looking to make a bigger impact with their message through podcasting. So I encourage you, would you please, pretty please, leave us a rating and a review as well? Because that helps kind of wake up the algorithms and say, hey, this podcast is where it's at. This is a happening place. And we really appreciate the content that the Profit Podcast is putting out every single week. So if you could do that wherever you're listening to this show, I would greatly appreciate it. And just for bonus brownie points, you could take a screenshot and share it out on social media. Tag me, tag Tom, tag Interview Valet, and let us know what you thought about today's episode. But that does it for today. So remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.